Uh, we, as God's church in this place, are called to shine Christ's light, to share our hope, and to show his love. And we ask God's blessings on the mission that he has given to all of us. Welcome to worship on this, the 21st Sunday after Pentecost. For our friends who are worshiping online or on the radio, a reminder that you can always go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org. You will find there on the website, under the resources tab, the bulletin for this service, and there's options for giving your offering to the Lord under the Give tab. Our radio broadcast on KFUO today is sponsored by Nancy Sobota for Blessings Received. Got a, a, quite a number of announcements to share with you before we begin worship this morning. Uh, today is the day for our special hymn festival here at Chapel of the Cross. Thank you, thank you very much to everybody who voted for your favorite hymn. Join us this afternoon, 4 o'clock this afternoon, to listen to and to sing our favorite hymns together. So that's 4 o'clock this afternoon. We look forward to that. Next Sunday, October 29th, during the Bible study hour, a representative from Monarch Jewelry will be here at chapel to speak on the evils of human trafficking and how that ministry, the Monarch Jewelry Ministry, helps those who are affected by it. You can learn how your donation of jewelry gets turned into beautiful new jewelry that is then used to, uh, in, in selling that jewelry is used to fund the ministry. And redesigned jewelry, jewelry will also be available for purchase that day. Again, that's next Sunday, October 29th, starting at 9.45 a.m. And more information about that is printed in your chapel weekly. Also on Sunday the 29th, that same day, Chapel's youth group will be gathering at Grace Lutheran Chapel in Belfont and Neighbors for a trunk and treat, or trunk or treat. Uh, everybody is invited to bring their children or their grandchildren to the trunk or treat. Great way that we can, we can fellowship with one another and fellowship with our community. And the kids have a wonderful time, of course, and get a lot of candy, so that's always fun. If you want to be a trunk, uh, please contact our vicar. His contact information and more information about the event is printed in your Chapel Weekly. On Saturday, November 11th, Veterans Day, Chapel of the Cross will honor our churches and our community's veterans by hosting a Veterans Day potluck from 1 to 3 p.m. that day. There, is, there are a couple sign-up sheets at the Welcome Center. One is for uh, those who would like to commit to bring a dish to share. And we really need quite a few people to, to bring some food for that. This is not, we, we're not asking our veterans to bring, bring the food because it's in their honor, but for those who would like to honor our veterans, uh, please sign up to bring a dish to share. There's also a sign-up sheet there also though for, for the veterans so we know who the vets are here at Chapel of the Cross and how we can honor them. Again, that's Saturday, November 11th, 1 to 3 p.m. Helping Ends Food Pantry will be giving out Thanksgiving boxes to families in need. Chapel members are invited, as we did last year, to donate food items to help give families a complete Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, you can take one or more food cards that are on the table in, in the commons area there and bring in the food items by Sunday, November 12th. So you'll see the table that's set up a little more toward the office area. Uh, you may also donate cash if you would like or a check in, uh, in, in lieu of purchasing the food. Uh, make checks out to Helping Hands Food Pantry and place that offering in the offering basket or you can just bring it to the church office. We'll make sure it goes to the place it needs to go to. So thank you very much for helping, helping bring joy and thanksgiving to families in need in our community this year. There is also, this is more of a need, internal need. There's a great need for, for more ushers to serve at all of our services. So as, as you probably know, our ushers are very, very important in the smooth operation of our worship services. 
If you are able to help and to serve in that way, you can talk to me or you can speak to one of our current ushers. Be very happy to talk to you about it, answer any questions that you might have. And we do thank you very much for considering that. Both men and women, we ask to be involved in our usher teams for any of the services. And Nancy Sabota, our Congregational Vice, Vice President, has, has an announcement to share today as well. Good morning. Today it is my honor to speak to you as we observe Clergy Appreciation Month and celebrate the special staff we are blessed to have here at Chapel of the Cross. I'm sure most of us cannot imagine the rewards and the challenges of being a pastor, but we are certainly aware that it takes a love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, a commitment of time and energy to our congregation in the form of preaching, worship, teaching, supporting, among many others, and of course, the generous understanding of a pastor's family who graciously recognized the ongoing needs of a congregation. The Lord has truly blessed our congregation here at Chapel of the Cross with the wonderful gift of Pastor Lesh. While he obviously possesses all of the qualities just mentioned, we are also extremely grateful for his strong commitment, his positive leadership, his compassion for this congregation, and his never-ending gift of time. In addition, we are also very thankful for Pastor Lush's support staff of Pastor Bischoff and Pastor Glenn, who assist in the worship, leadership, and guidance of Chapel. This past summer, Chapel also received the special gift of Vicar Brett Arrowsmith through Concordia Seminary, and we are grateful for his assistance with the needs of Chapel as Brett continues his ministerial education. In the third chapter of Jeremiah, verse 15, we read, I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Chapel of the Cross is truly fed, and to our pastors and our vicar, we as members and supporters of chapel are grateful for your friendship and guidance, but we are especially thankful for your commitment, inspiration, devotion, and love of chapel. In closing, we have a small gift of appreciation for each of these gentlemen, and extend our sincere thanks to them for all that they do for us and for Chapel of the Cross. May our Lord and Savior continue to bless them and their caring hearts. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy, and th thank, um, I do thank all of you. I know I can speak on behalf of Pastor Glenn and Pastor Bischoff and Vicar Brett, that we are privileged to be able to be here, called to this place to serve uh, uh, the people that God has placed here at Chapel of the Cross. And, and uh, uh, we, we are blessed to serve with you as we all share the gospel of Jesus Christ in church and community here. So thank you very much for your partnership in the gospel here. One last announcement is that our Elder of the Week this weekend is David Stalha. David is standing in the back. He's going to be helping with communion today. He'll be greeting you uh, after service as you leave worship. Get to know him as one of your elders here at Chapel of the Cross. God's blessings to all of you as we worship together today. We stand and share the peace of our Lord with one another, after which we will sing our opening hymn.
of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name, amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. May the Lord, who has begun this good work in us, bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God, the protector of all who trust in you, have mercy on us that with you as our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal that we lose not the things eternal. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
You may be seated for the readings. The Old Testament reading is from Isaiah chapter 45. This is what the Lord says to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I take hold of to subdue nations before him and to stop kings of their armor, to open doors before him so that gates will not be shut. I will go before you and will level the mountains. I will break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. For the sake of Jacob, my servant, of Israel, my chosen, I summon you by name and bestow on you a title of honor. Though you do not acknowledge me, I am the Lord, and there is no other apart from me. There is no God. I will strengthen you, though you have not acknowledged me, so that from the rising of the sun to the place of its setting men may know that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from 1 Thessalonians. Paul, Silas, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and the Father and Father your work produced by faith. Your labor prompted by love and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, in spite of severe suffering. You welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Acacia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Acacia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it. For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath. This is the word of the Lord. Thank mm -hmm. you. 
and I'll find the mission appointed for me. What is my labor and where it shall be? Master, thou callest, and this I Please stand for the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. Teacher, 
they said. We know you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by men because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought him a denarius, and he asked them, Whose portrait is this, and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, so they left him and went away. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to you, Christ. You may be seated for the following hymn.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Text for the sermon today is that epistle reading from St. Paul's first letter to the church in Thessalonica, especially these words. The Lord's message rang out from you. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends, I love to hear a good story. I don't think I'm unique in that. I think most of us, I would say, love to hear a good story. It's almost impossible not to respond to this invitation. Did you hear the story about? I mean, it's almost as if you have to lean in. You have to, you have to tune in so you, can, so you can hear it, so you can hear the story. And there are those who are very, very gifted in the art of storytelling. I remember as a kid listening to Paul Harvey's daily show on WGN Radio in Chicago, and he would tell just riveting stories in such an interesting way about famous people or events, always with this little twist at the end of the story that you never saw coming. And he would always close by his trademark, now you know the rest of the story. I, I always enjoy listening to NPR's Ira Glass and his, his program, This American Life. Ira describes the show as being movies for radio. Love that imagery. One show is a, a show of 24 hours, a story of 24 hours in a 24-hour diner, talking to staff and patrons of the, of the Golden Apple in Chicago. Another was telling the story of a car dealership as they neared the end of the month shooting to hit their selling quotas. And, you know, you hear that, and at first blush, I would admit, those stories don't sound very exciting. But the way the stories are told by Ira and by others is very, very compelling. One of my favorite storytellers is Steve Hartman of CBS News. Steve has this this weekly show on CBS called On the Road with Steve Hartman, and probably a lot of you have seen that. He started actually with a different show called Everybody Has a Story, where he would, he would toss a dart over his shoulder at a map of the United States, and then he would travel to wherever that dart landed on the map. And when he got there, he would just kind of open a phone book, choose a name by, at random, and he would try to find that person and have them agree to an interview, and then just tell their story. He started his On the Road segments in back, way back in 2011, and the reason I love his stories is because they, they are mostly heartwarming stories about kindness and about goodness, about compassion. Stories that so very often are conspicuously absent from our evening news. His last story, maybe some of you have, have, uh, have saw this this past week, was about a, a 66-year-old grandma named Peggy Wiknowski from here in St. Louis. Her grandson, Sam, had roped her into cooking breakfast for, her, for, for him and for a, a group of his friends every Wednesday before going to school at Bishop DeBerg High School. So every Wednesday, they would come to Grandma Peggy's home, and she would feed them their breakfast. Until a year and a half ago, when Sam was killed in a hit-and-run accident. But the breakfast did not stop. The very next Wednesday, the kids showed up. Not just to eat, but to help one another and to help Grandma Peggy deal with the grief and the pain of losing Sam. I love to hear a good story. That's, that's one of the many reasons that I love the Bible. 
Because when you read through the Bible, you will find quite a few people in there who could tell a good story, can't you? Of course, the, the greatest storyteller of all has got to be Jesus. He could tell a, just a great story. Did you hear the story about the farmer? Did you hear the story about the hidden treasure? Hey, did you hear the story about the lost sheep? Jesus could tell a story. Maybe the second greatest storyteller, at least, at least in my mind, is the Apostle Paul. I mean, just think of all the stories that guy had. All his missionary journeys, how he was stoned and left for dead. He was beaten a number of times. He was shipwrecked. That guy had some stories to tell. Paul could tell the story of the time when he was there when Stephen was stoned to death. And Paul was part of the group who killed him. He could tell that story, probably with a great deal of sadness and regret. Paul could start a lot of his stories with, remember that time when? <laughs> remember that time when we were on our way to Damascus and, and suddenly Jesus appeared to me? He asked me why I was persecuting him and he blinded me. He led me to Damascus, then healed me of my blindness in more ways than one. And then he commissioned me to share the gospel. <laughs> That's a good story. In fact, that story he shared three times in the book of Acts. Paul could say, remember that time that we went to Philippi and, and because we were hurt in business, they beat us and they threw us into prison? And then, then we were singing hymns at midnight because, you know, that's what you do, I guess, when you're in prison for your faith. You sing hymns at midnight. And then this earthquake came and it blew open the doors of the jail and the guard thought we had all escaped. We had all left. We were all still there in the prison. And he and his entire family were baptized that night. Do you remember that time? Well, Paul could tell that story. He could tell a lot of stories. He could tell the story of the people in a town called Thessalonica. It's a story that we hear in our epistle reading. Paul proclaimed the gospel in that town, telling the story of Jesus as he did over and over and over again to everywhere that he went, to every town he went. Did you hear the story about that baby who was born in a barn? Born of a virgin, laid down in a feeding trough. Did you hear that story about the man named Jesus who healed the sick, who made blind people see, who made lame people walk, who could still a storm with just a word? Did you hear the story about how he went into the temple and he kicked out all the money changers? Well, that's a fun story. Did you hear the story of how he taught the people, how he preached about the kingdom. Did you hear the story about how he died, how he went to the cross, how he allowed himself to be killed? Did you hear how you've been forgiven by him? Did you hear the story about his resurrection from the dead? And because he lives, you will live too. Because he lives, he opens heaven for you. Have you heard that story? Or Paul told that story. And that story was received with joy by the Thessalonians. And Paul was there not very long. The Bible says he was there for three Sabbath days, less than a month. But he shared the story of Jesus. And they believed it. 
They received it with joy. They took it to heart in spite of severe suffering, the Bible says. They became a model to all believers. And then, then did you hear what happened? Then the Lord's message rang out from them. That message, I mean, sorry, that verb translated ring out, that can also rightly be translated echoed. I like that. They heard the story of Jesus from Paul, then they turned around and they echoed it, sharing it with others. Hey, did you hear that story about Jesus? About his love, about his grace, about his forgiveness? Let me tell you about Jesus. And that story rang out from them. That story was echoed by them to everybody around them. Those Thessalonians, they could see that life was no longer the same after hearing the message of Christ. It was totally reshaped. It was completely renewed. Renewed by the rescue of Jesus. And this story was so good, so life-changing, they could not and they would not hold back. The word of God rang out. The word of God echoed. Once they were lost in self-deception and in sin in the midst of a pagan culture, but then Jesus came looking for them. And through that beautiful message of Paul, they heard the story of Jesus. Paul had a story to tell. And he told it over and over and over again. The Bible says that, that tells us that it was received in a lot of different ways, right? I mean, it was the same story. It's the same message. Every town he went to, but there were different receptions. You know, in Philippi, it was fine until it hurt business for some people, and then they beat them and threw them in jail. In Athens, they were open-minded. They, they wanted to listen to all kinds of different stories, but they hardly believed any of them. In Corinth, they heard the message and they welcomed it, but often because of the people's lifestyle and because of their spiritual immaturity, they eventually fell away. In Galatia, they, they initially received the gospel, but when Paul left, they were pulled down another path. In Thessalonica, later in Berea, it was received warmly. It was received with joy, so much so that the devout Jews there drove Paul out of town, and then they persecuted the believers. Same message, same story, different receptions. Not at all unlike today, right? Sometimes when that story of Jesus is shared, maybe it gets in the way of business, like Philippi. Or maybe there's indifference, like Athens. Or, or weeds among the plants, like in Galatia or just plain bad behavior and immaturity like in Corinth. But sometimes, through the Spirit, like in Thessalonica, the message of the gospel is received into the heart with joy. And then, then the Spirit works in the hearts of God's people to cause that message of Jesus to ring out, to echo out from them. Is not that how we are called to receive the message of Jesus? With joy. And then isn't that what we are called to do with that message? We have been called to have that message ring out from us. 
In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Lepley from our district met with us over a number of days to talk to us about how the Lord's Word has come to us here at chapel, and then what do we do with that message since we have it? And as we thought and as we talked and as we prayed, we declared that this church, Chapel of the Cross Lutheran, is a place where we shine Jesus' light, where we share our hope in him and in his gifts, and where we show Christ's love in word and in action. We have received the word of God with joy. And that message of our Lord, it rings out from us all over our church and our community as we shine his light and as we share our hope and as we show his love. We love to hear a good story, don't we? Especially the story of our God and his love and his grace and his forgiveness. But hearing that good story is not enough, is it? Absolutely not. We, we not only love to hear a good story, we love to tell a good story, to share a good story. I mean, hearing is one thing. Telling is another. Paul reminds us as Christians, as disciples, that we all have a story to share. We have God's story to share. Paul had a story to share, and he shared it. Shared it with the Thessalonians. And the saints in Thessalonica, they received that story of their Savior with joy. And then they shared it so that the story of their Savior rang out everywhere. You have a story to share. Do you not? You not only have heard that story about Jesus, you want to tell the story of Jesus. You want that story of your Savior to echo out, to ring out everywhere. I tell you, that is the most beautiful sound in the world. The sound is somebody telling the story. To hear someone telling somebody else that they have a Lord who loves them. They have a Lord who has saved them. They have a Lord who forgives them. They have a Lord who, who, with, with whom they will spend eternity because of their faith that they have, because of God's grace. Our Lord, our Lord loves to hear that sound. And he empowers you to tell the story. You have received the messages of the gospel in your heart with joy through the Holy Spirit. And you have a story to tell. We've all got a story to tell. And we all have opportunity to say, did you hear the story about Jesus? And what he's done for me? And what he's done for you? God bless you as you tell that story as you tell it over and over and over again. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we confess together our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. Find that on page 9 in your bulletin. Together we confess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, 
being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord God, You have established Your church here on earth to proclaim with all boldness and confidence the good news of life in Christ. Grant us courage and resolve to spread this life-giving message far and wide that many may come to know the mercy shown to us in Christ the crucified. Lord, in Your mercy, hear our prayer. God of peace, put far from us all envy and malice, that we may be a people at one with each other. Where there is bitterness and hatred, grant a spirit of charity. Where there is division, grant harmony. Help us to have the same mind that was in Christ Jesus, humbling ourselves in our dealings with others, even as Christ humbled Himself and gave Himself for us all. Lord, in Your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of the nations, grant us good government headed by faithful and devout rulers. Bless the industry in our land, as well as every business that employs workers, so that all those in need of work may soon look forward to gainful employment. Lord, in Your mercy, hear our prayer. Guiding Lord, we pray for peace among nations, especially at this time of war in our world. Bless every effort to establish peace among nations and between people. Give wisdom and strength to those who lead. Guide those who make decisions and transform the hearts of people everywhere to exalt peace above war, justice above gain, and honor above glory. Lord, in Your mercy, hear our prayer. God of all compassion, bring comfort to the dying and healing to the sick. Today we remember those suffering from sickness or infirmity, especially Mary Kuntz, Kim Fears, Stan Jones, and Sandy Went as she recovers from surgery. Give the blessing of your care, your love, your healing and recovery. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Heavenly Father, remembering with gratitude those whose earthly lives are now completed and who dwell in light eternal, we ask that we may be blessed by the memory of all who have fallen asleep in Jesus. Give your peace, your comfort, and your strength to those who mourn, especially the family of seminarian Jed and Jane McClellan upon the death of Jane's grandfather, Donald Toberman, this past evening. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, we rejoice with those who celebrate special gifts of your grace, especially Marcus and Jamie Koch, and grandparents Jim and Denise Koch, on the birth of a son and grandson, Owen James, born this past Friday morning. We praise you for your good gifts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, whether we pray together or alone, you have promised to hear and answer us. Give us patience to accept your blessings in whatever way you send them. And in your love and wisdom, prepare us for the day when you will take us to be with you forever. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray. Trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated as we collect the offering for the Lord.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who having created all things, took on human flesh, and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake he died on the cross and rose from the dead to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
We stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. All give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let us pray. You are without equal, O Lord, and mighty in purpose and in power. Deliver us from all our fears and grant our hearts to know with confidence that you will work through all things to accomplish your purpose and fulfill your promise. Help us by this very communion upon the holy food of Christ's body and blood to be comforted in adversity and encouraged to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as together we sing our recessional hymn, God of Grace and God of Glory. Mm-hmm.